1: Your daily podcast on the Carolina Panthers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team
0: every day. Welcome back, guys, to the Locked On Panthers podcast. Bill Resetti back with you. Hope you guys had a nice week off and are ready to get back into some Panthers football here. Uh, it was certainly a very exciting week 11, a lot of interesting games, to say the least, so we're going to just kind of talk about the week that was and how it kind of affects the Panthers now as far as the playoff race go but of course before we get started I've got to thank our great sponsors over at mybookie.ag remember to use a locked on promo code or excuse me use the promo code locked on that's L O C K E D O N locked on to get up to 100% of your initial bonus or your initial deposit at mybookie matched by the site, so go check them out right now. And as always, we're still doing the Pro Football Focus uh, membership as well, the Elite or the Edge subscription giveaway. So go give a review on iTunes and leave your Twitter handle, and you'll be entered to win that subscription, which is a forty-dollar value. So week eleven, almost in the books. Can you believe it? Week eleven is just about in the books. We got one game left tonight. It's Atlanta. At Seattle. Uh, my quick prediction, by the way, is I think Atlanta is going to go in and get the win. I think Seattle is in a little bit of trouble now, now that both Richard Sherman and Cam Chancellor are out for the season. I think some of the problems with the Seahawks are going to become a little more exposed now that those two are out. And I think the Falcons are a good team to take advantage of that. And, you know, certainly they're playing with a little bit of house money here because a lot of people are still favoring Seattle. But the Falcons, of course, playing for playoff positioning as well. They would actually move into the sixth spot with a win because a win would actually create a three-way tie between themselves, the Seahawks, and the Lions, and the Falcons right now would have a head-to-head sweep. So I I think the Falcons win tonight, and again, we'll get more into the playoffs as we go through and talk about some of these games. But, man, six... Six weeks left. I mean, it's Thanksgiving this week already, and I hope you guys are getting ready for Thanksgiving and are excited to spend it with your loved ones and watch some football. There's you know, a couple good games coming up Thursday, and then the we got the weekend coming up. So ha- happy early Thanksgiving to all of you out there. Uh, so let's jump into it. Let's go back and recap week 11 and just talk about what happened. So we'll start on Thursday night with the blowout by the Pittsburgh Steelers. it's You know, you thought this would be a little bit of a closer game. We, we thought on paper, two division leaders going at it on a Thursday night, and this wound up being all Pittsburgh, as Antonio Brown catches three touchdown passes and uh, caught 10 passes for 144 yards and three touchdowns. So if you had him on your fantasy team, you're obviously... Very happy as the Steelers roll to a 40 to 17 victory over the Tennessee Titans to move to eight and two on the season and stay atop the AFC standings. Titans fall to six and four. As of you know, it was a rough going certainly for them. Uh, but Marcus Mariota did throw for over 300 yards, but four interceptions was quite the killer, they couldn't get anything going on the run. Derrick Henry, the leading rusher. Seven carries, just 32 yards. DeMarco Murray only had 10 yards on eight carries. Uh, But with the way the rest of the AFC is looking, I think the Titans should be okay and at the very least should get one of those wildcard spots. Baltimore goes into Green Bay, forced five turnovers, including picking off Brett Hundley three times in shutting out the Packers. 23 to nothing as both teams are now five and five, but certainly look like they're going in opposite directions. Baltimore now holds on to the sixth spot in the AFC playoff picture. Well the Packers now are for the moment two back in the loss column, pending the outcome of tonight's game, of course. But they are sitting now at five and five, and you know things have certainly looked bleak other than their win last week over the Bears. Other than that, things look pretty bleak right now for the Packers as far as getting into the playoffs. They really hope they can at least hang in there until Week 15 and hope that Aaron Rodgers can come in and salvage a playoff spot and sneak them in. So we'll see. Remember last year, though, they were 4-6 and six at one point, and they rattled off six straight to get into the playoffs and, of course, rolled to the NFC Championship. So it's, But again, there's they still have to go a few more weeks without Rodgers, so we'll see what happens. Poor Washington Redskins. They had a 15-point lead at one point. This team was up 31-16 with about six minutes to play in the game. And they blow it and lose in overtime as the Saints make it eight straight. They are the first team in NFL history to start a season 0-2 and then rattle off eight consecutive victories. And I know Panthers fans certainly are... Not too thrilled about that because now that puts the Panthers a full game back of the Saints with the Saints holding the tiebreaker. But again, the two teams meet in New Orleans in two weeks. So there's a chance that can turn around and Panthers are still very much in play. But for the moment, the Saints have a game lead in the division as they win it 34-31. And that's tough for the Redskins now. They fall to 4-6. and six. And for the moment, are three back in the loss column. As as again, Seattle, of course, coming into tonight's game with three losses. Atlanta has four. So if Atlanta wins, then both of those teams would have four losses. So it would at least move teams like Washington and Green Bay closer. But if Seattle wins, then Washington would remain three back. The the advantage, of course, though, is that Washington does have head-to-head right now over Seattle. So that's something that they can uh, hang their hat on, at least, as they try to try to make a final push to uh, to get into the playoffs. But certainly, things not looking so hot at the moment. Before we jump back into more of the action, I'm going to take a quick minute here to thank our great sponsors. Over at MyBookie. You know, ever since I started doing this podcast, people have been asking me for advice. Usually it's, what team are you betting on this week? Do you got the Falcons or the Seahawks? Do you got the Chargers or the Cowboys? Well, let me tell you this. Where you're betting at is just as important as who you're betting on. So that's why I always tell people to go to MyBookie.ag. MyBookie has been in this business for years, and their reputation is rock solid. They do 100% cash bonuses, so right off the bat, you're making money for doing absolutely nothing and they have the fastest payouts seriously just two business days so you know who's going to win right we'll lay down some cash and win big today i would only recommend a service to my listeners that's been good to me so that's why i'm urging you to make your way to my bookie you win they pay they have in-game live betting the most rewarding player perks in the business and an all new mobile site that makes wagering on the go a breeze so join now and my bookie will match your deposit up to 100% Use the promo code On to activate your offer. Visit mybookie.ag today. You play, you win, you get paid.
1: If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.
0: So jumping back into the action, we have the game that was, of course, originally scheduled for week one. Made up yesterday, the Buccaneers and the Dolphins, and it's the Buccaneers winning their second straight, making it two-way NFC South teams coming up with Ws yesterday as the Buccaneers defeat the Dolphins, 30 to 20. Ryan Fitzpatrick goes 22 of 37 for 275 and two touchdowns. Mike Evans almost 100 yards receiving as they hold hold off the Dolphins. As both teams are now four and six. Buccaneers, of course, a little further back in the NFC Wild We just talked about with the Redskins, the Dolphins, though, and you know we'll t- we'll touch on this a little more again as we keep going through these games. But the Dolphins, just one game out of a playoff spot, if you can believe that. I mean, that AFC Wild Card is a mess right now. It's it's just absolutely weird what's going on. That four and six, even teams that are three and seven, are mathematically and realistically still in the playoff. Now, neither of those two teams look that good, but the fact is, they're only two games out at 3-7. and seven. Jacksonville. How about this? The Jacksonville Jaguars, their defense just continues to roll. They beat the Browns 19-7, and they are now in first place. That's right, you heard it right. The first place Jacksonville Jaguars at 7-3. Who would have thought before the season, with all the talk of the Texans and the Titans, those being likely the two top teams. But here we are, 10 games into the season, just six weeks left. The Jaguars are 7-3, and three, and not just in first place in the AFC AFC South. But right now, they would actually be the number three seed. They're alone atop the AFC South and alone in in the number three spot in the AFC playoffs. I mean, can you believe that? Who would have thought that? And the schedule that Jacksonville has coming up is actually pretty favorable. I mean, you look at the AFC playoff picture right now. This is a a conference where nine wins probably gets you in. And you look at Jacksonville's schedule. Indy at home is winnable. And I think they can get Seattle at home. Houston at home as possible, at San Francisco. I mean, this this team looks like they're going to the playoffs. There, there's no doubt about it. The Jaguars look like they're going to the playoffs. As as crazy as that would have sounded at the start of the season. But here we are. And the poor Browns, once again, are 0-10. There's just nothing you can really say at this point. Browns are now... It's just crazy to think that from the start of last season, the Browns have only won one game. Since the start of last season, they've won one game out of 26. Boy, there's there's really nothing you could say except hope some of these draft picks pan out. uh in a battle of two of the top NFC teams the Vikings their defense just continues to pound 24 to 7 they beat the LA Rams as if that defense just continues to just swarm everyone i mean Todd Gurley was held to just 37 yards rushing on 15 carries he did have a touchdown though the only touchdown that is Uh, For the Rams. Case Keenum goes 27-38, of 280 yards. Latavius Murray, he's starting to pick things back up. 15 carries, 95 yards, and two touchdowns. And Adam Thielen, six catches, 123 yards, and a touchdown. As the Vikings right now hold the number two seed in the NFC playoffs. As they, of course, have head-to-head right now on the Saints, two teams. Excuse me, two teams sitting at 8 and 2 Rams now at 7 and 3. Houston, for all they've been through, come away with a nice win over the Cardinals yesterday, 31-21. As both teams now at 4 and 6 and again, AFC playoff picture. Texans just one game back and it's when you look at the picture, it's just amazing to see two how many 4-6 teams there are. You, you right now have a half dozen teams that are sitting at 4-6 and six in just one game out of the playoffs. But the Texans get the win. Cardinals continue to struggle. And it could be the end of the road. Or at least after the season, it could be the end of the road for Bruce Arians as head coach. The Detroit Lions keep pace in the playoff picture. They squeak by the Bears 27-24. They go to 6-4. and four and for the moment are tied with the Falcons at 6 and 4 half game or excuse me Falcons are only 5 and 4 scratch so right now they're technically ahead of the of the Falcons but you know certainly right there in the playoff picture as Matthew Stafford 298 299 yards two touchdowns Marvin Jones 85 yards receiving and a touchdown Bears fall to three and seven as Mitchell Trubisky goes just eighteen to thirty for one seventy nine a touch, but Jordan Howard did rush fifteen times for a buck twenty five and a touchdown. The Kansas City Chiefs lost to the New York Giants. I don't know how, but it happened, and it was nothing but field goals it was except for the one touchdown the Giants scored early though the extra point was missed but other than that it was all field goals Giants win it in overtime 12 to 9 as they go now to 2 and 8 and for the Chiefs it is now five or excuse me four losses out of five after that 5-0 and start, and all of a sudden, that AFC West is getting a little closer. As just a few weeks ago, this looks like looked like it was going to be a Chiefs runaway. Now, not so fast. Um, I mean, maybe not necessarily the Raiders playing well or the Broncos, but the team we're about to talk about now, the Los Angeles Chargers, they're making a move, and at this point, it would... It would not be all that surprising if the Chargers at least make it to the playoffs. I, th- I think there's certainly a path that the Chargers can make it to eight and eight and actually get to the playoffs. And if things work out their way, they could win this division. And if you know, yesterday, if yesterday's game was any indication, a 54-24 pounding of the Buffalo Bills and. Boy, you know, how – I mean, he says he doesn't, but deep down, how much does Sean McDermott regret the decision to bench Taylor and put in Nathan Peterman? Peterman doesn't even come out for the second half, and he only goes 6-14 for 66 yards and five interceptions. I mean, boy, oh, boy. It was a bad decision from the start and it obviously looked even worse as the game went on. Tyron Taylor ended up getting back in there, went 15 to 25 for Buck 58 in a touchdown so at least Taylor salvaged something for the bills but obviously the game was way out of hand before he even got in. They were down 37 to seven at halftime and all of a sudden the bills once upon once upon a time were five and two now sit at five and five and right now would be out of the playoffs, and oh, by the way, they visit Kansas City next week and then host the Patriots. In fact, they still have both games left to play against the Patriots. Things are not looking good for the Buffalo Bills. It's looking more and more likely that that uh, playoff drought is going to continue, which is a shame because this team started so well, they're playing good, but... Now the schedule's going to catch up to them, and the defense is starting to get exposed, which is a shame, too, because, of course, this was a defensive-minded head coach and Sean McDermott. But Bills crumbling, Chargers improving, and Chargers very well, they very well could make the playoffs. Uh, Speaking of the Patriots and Raiders, they, of course, met in Mexico City yesterday, and it was not much of a game. The Patriots win it. 33-8, 33-8, to eight, as Tom Brady throws for 339 yards and three touchdowns. The Raiders don't get on the board until early in the fourth quarter when their car hit Amari Cooper and then hit Michael Crabtree for the two-point conversion. That pulled them to within 30-day, and then later the Patriots kicked a field goal, so that made the final. Thirty-three to eight as the Patriots keep pace with the Steelers atop the AFC at eight and two, and they of course meet in week fifteen. Raiders now at four and six, and again, you have all those teams, you have six of them. Just four and six. Just one game behind the Ravens and the Bills for that final playoff spot. And another of those aforementioned four and six teams, the Cincinnati Bengals. Go into Denver and beat the Broncos, who, by the way, in case you didn't hear the news, have just fired offense coordinator Mike McCoy after another down showing by the defense or by the offense. Excuse me, but of course, a lot of that has to do with the quarterback play. I mean, Brock Osweiler obviously isn't going to get it done, and Denver didn't really do anything to improve the quarterback situation, and now here they are. Once upon a time, they were three and one. Now they're three and seven. But they are one of those teams, like I mentioned, the three and seven teams. The other being the Colts, that are only two games out. But I mean, the way that both those teams are playing, I don't think either of them are competing for any playoff spot anytime soon.
1: If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.
0: And then last was yet another blowout. Although, funnily enough, the Eagles were trailing the Cowboys 9-7 at the half. But then outscored the Cowboys 30-0 in the second half as that offense just exploded basically right, right when they left the locker room or came out of the locker room for the second half. But they win it 37-9 as the Eagles stay put with the NFL's best record as they are now 9-1 and as that is eight straight for them as well. They and the Saints have both won eight straight games. The Eagles, of course, have not lost. Well, actually, neither team has lost since Week 2. The the only difference, of course, was the Eagles won their opener. Saints did not. But the Eagles are now 9-1. And what's also going to help the Eagles, too, is the fact that right now they are undefeated in conference play. That one loss, of course, was to Kansas City. So they are undefeated 7-0 in conference play. So if it comes down to tiebreakers and they'll need conference record, that's going to play very well into the Eagles' hands and, of course, They do play the Rams in three weeks. Cowboys now sit at 5-5, currently on the outside looking in, and certainly a lot of questions that they have to answer. So that's your recap of Week 11. Um, Some close games and certainly some blowouts, which have certainly made some viewers not so happy with the product, but... Real crazy. So looking at the playoff picture, uh, we knew we knew the Panthers could not move up in the NFC playoff picture because even if the Saints had lost, the Saints had the tiebreaker. They can they can actually drop to number six if the Seahawks win tonight, and that's only because the Seahawks would have a superior conference record than the Panthers actually I'm sorry I just looked at it Panthers would actually stay at number five because the Seahawks with a win would actually tie the, that's right because the Rams lost so the Seahawks win would actually move them into first place in the NFC West at seven and three because Seattle has the head-to-head over LA, and then Carolina and LA would then be tied at seven and three, and tied at four and three. And I guess common games would be the same, so it actually go to strength of victory. So actually, the Panthers cannot move, uh, regardless of what happens tonight between the Seahawks and the Falcons. Uh, but of course, if the Falcons beat the Seahawks then that would put the Panthers a game ahead of all three of those teams for the number five seed in the NFC playoffs but no matter what the Panthers will stay at number five going into next week and of course everyone around Carolina is excited because Greg Olson is expected to return he did practice today as did Ryan Khalil so things are starting to come together a little bit Uh, and of course they play the new york jets on sunday so nfc playoff picture philly at nine and one minnesota eight and two new orleans eight and two la seven and three they're division leaders and then for the moment caroline at seven and three seattle at six and three and then atlanta and detroit both at six and four green bay and dallas at five and five and then Washington, Arizona, and Tampa Bay, all at four and six, and then it's kind of down from there because Chicago at three and seven, you know, kind of fading away. And then of course, real quick in the AFC, your division leaders right now: Pittsburgh at eight and two, New England eight and two, Jacksonville at seven and three, Kansas City at six and four, and then your wild cards right now are Tennessee at six and four and Baltimore at five and five, and then on the outside, Buffalo at five and five, and then. The half dozen teams I mentioned, Miami, the New York Jets, Cincinnati, Houston, the Chargers, and Oakland, all at four and six. So that's your recap of week 11, and look at the playoff picture with just six weeks left in the season. It's, again, it's still hard to believe, but here we are, six weeks left. It's coming down to the to the wire, and Panthers obviously back this week hoping to make that final playoff push and start getting ready f- for some playoff po- football, hopefully. So we shall see what happens. So as always, thanks go- guys so much for tuning in as always really to appreciate it. And remember to check out the, check out the iTunes page to comment and all that good stuff. And of course leave your review for the chance to win that, uh, edge subscription from pro football focus and again I want to thank our great sponsors at MyBookie for the great work that they do remember to use the promo code locked on with your first deposit to get that deposit up to all of it matched by the site so good luck if you go out there and play and until next time have a great day everyone we'll see you next time right here on the locked on panthers podcast bill Rossetti saying take care my friends